Hey, all. Welcome to Restraordinary Marriage with Gil and Brenda Stewart, sharing tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. We bring practical information for those in remarriage, marriage, or long-term relationships. Our hope is to inform you with new concepts and remind you of old relationship skills you've forgotten. Listen for action steps at the end to use with the love of your life. With Dirt Under the Fingernails experience, let's get to today's topic. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to us, Gil and Brenda Stewart with Restored and Remarried. Hello, Brenda. Hello, hello. We're back at you, giving you tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Today is uh, a a conversation about what does it mean to be protected. Hmm. And I mean, my first thought about that is protected. Does that mean like protected sex or protected emotionally or protected behind the stone wall or protected from the spray that I'm spitting at you (laughs) because we're sitting close close to this. I think of protection like armor. How am I protecting myself? Ah, so that that protection actually could be a a divider between the two of us, protecting you from me. Oh, well, I don't see you as the enemy, but yeah, I guess you could... (laughs) But protecting, that could protecting yourself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Physically okay. protecting myself. Yeah. Okay. And emotionally protecting yourself? I haven't thought about this. Well, this is the time to think about it because <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about today is is feeling protected. You know, I recently had a client in my office uh, where uh, a lady was not feeling protected by her husband. And I really kind of was taken by that because... It was causing uh, difficulty in mm. her ability to open up and really be uh, transparent. She didn't feel safe mm. uh, to really share with her husband how she felt. And, um, and, and in the same right, he had no clue because he was kind of being an ignoramus and you know wasn't paying attention to actually protecting his wife's heart. Mm. primarily by his words, his actions, his behaviors. His ignoring her was a way of not protecting her uh, in their relationship. So when I got home that evening, I was really curious, what does it mean to be protected? So I asked Brenda, what does it mean to be protected? Well, it's funny when you first ask that, I think the first thing I think of is physical protection. But it sounds like even in your counseling room with this lady, she wasn't talking about physical protection so much. There were different layers that she didn't feel feel protected in her relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was it. I mean, physically, she wasn't feeling in harm's way. I mean, this is not a circumstance as that. But, you know, if she was feeling unprotected, then it certainly was showing up in many facets of their relationship mm-hmm. namely sex yeah you know because if if i'm not feeling protected uh, I, i'm not going to open up to you and and that's kind of a whole nother thing too because yeah. typically guys like yeah bring it on but if i'm not feeling protected and and i well, feel vulnerable, you're very vulnerable exactly yeah then, the v then, word yeah then i'm not i'm yeah. not going to feel like opening up to you in any dimension yeah. of the relationship well after you asked me that i kind of stopped to think well what does it mean to me to feel protected? So I'm kind of looking at it from the physical standpoint, the emotional standpoint, and the spiritual standpoint. Good. So to feel protected physically, I mean, this may sound silly, but you always put gas in my car. 
I, I feel cared for and protected when you do that. I know I can do it. And if I had to do it, I would. But that's part of you taking care of me is taking taking care of my vehicle, making sure it's clean because we all know that a clean car runs better, right? <laughs> and it goes faster too. <laughs> it, it goes faster because there's less dirt holding that's it back. Right. Yeah. But even today we were out on a hike and, um, you know, you're always careful to say, hey, watch this step, watch that step. And to me, that's another form of protection. Yeah, well, I'm asking you to watch your step. I'm following yeah. the ditch. <laughs> but I mean, even going back to making sure that there's gas in the tank or such, to me, that's taking ter- taking care of a practical need so that, you know, you're you're not out there, especially when it's windy, rainy, and yeah. icky. I, I want to take and care even, of you that way. And even, you know, when it's that time of year where it's really dark by the time we get home and we live kind of out in the boonies and you have to get out to get your mail in the mailbox. And it really means a lot to me that you stop and do that because, you know, there's, there's wild animals out there. <laughs> you could probably fend them off better than I could. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Just don't run. For the four minutes you're out of the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what I, for me, me, I physically. feel physically that it's really protected. When we walk down the street, you're still such a gentleman to walk on the outside of the street. I mean, guys, did you know you're supposed to do that? Those little things, that old soul of you that I really appreciate and I feel protected. Yeah, so guys, if you really don't care about protecting your wife as you walk down a, a road, especially on, after a rainy day, just step on the inside and that way all the splash will land on her. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> it's kind of back That's to, that mindset, to of, that mindset of putting your coat over the mud puddle and let yeah. her walk over it. But now in this, this day and age... You know, uh, no, you can get splashed on. I'll just let you do it. Oh, yeah, don't even, no, I'm old school. I like to be taken care of. Okay, <laughs> so okay. Like, so that's what I'm thinking about physically to be protected. So if we move to emotionally protected, um, you know, if I think even the idea that, um, you know, your cell phone, your email, both of ours, we have access to. There's no, nothing's being hidden. No. Everything's transparent. Right, and no hiding. Emotionally, that's, it's like, when you know, we talk about short accounts, if we have a, a gripe with each other, we keep it a short account and we let each other know right away so that we're, we're what I always say is like running lean and mean, that there's nothing between us. Mm-hmm. So in that, I feel that when we both do that, that we're protecting us. Yeah, I think, you know, often with some of the couples that we work with and coach and counsel with is that, you know, they've come off of a, a betrayal. And there, there has been uh, a protection that has been removed because somebody made a really stupid decision and and went outside of the marriage uh, for whatever reason. And to rebuild that trust, to rebuild that protection, there is a nature of I'm going to be transparent with you, and I'm not going to make excuses. And, I, and I'm not going to blame or, or shift. I'm going to say I'm going to take responsibility emotionally for what gets said, where I go, what I do. And that's not that you become a micromanager because then that can indeed take longer to repair. But if indeed it is a matter that the repair takes the time and the micromanaging does need to take place for the fact that you feel comfortable, safe, and protected, then so be it. Because ultimately, we then get our trust back. And that could take mm-hmm. months. especially or years. Especially sometimes. if there was a big betrayal. Mm-hmm. But hopefully that's not the case because you're taking care of it 
in little steps back to that concept of the little things that make the relationship, the little things tear it apart, especially in this place of being protected Mm -hmm. emotionally. Mm -hmm. I think another way that I feel protected uh, is when we go to the mall and, you know, there's stores like Victoria's Secret where in a lot of ways that's just soft porn that we're looking at and you intentionally look the other way. And I appreciate that because I feel like you're protecting us again by protecting what goes in, you know, as a garbage in, garbage out, you know, the stuff that you're taking in that you see or hear, um, that it's just, I don't know, it's just another way that I feel you're protecting us. Well, and emotionally, I mean, to the guys, it's tantalizing to see the, uh, as you put it, the soft porn. I mean, even in a stupid commercial where some car dealer is selling a car or a burger or who knows what, you know, there are so many places and the the benefit of turning your head and looking at your wife and making her feel like she is the only woman on the face of the planet actually pays dividends, not only because it enhances and protects the relationship, but it also, I think, shows up in the bedroom. No, it always ends up back in the bedroom. Yeah, it's always back to the bedroom. <laughs> no, but you are right on. You're right on. Because if I'm going to protect that... That's really the ultimate because that's shared by none other than you. Mm-hmm. And there are so many temptations out there in so many ways in our culture that it just it's kind of on the attack. It, you don't have to not be looking for it. It just jumps out and grabs you. And in some cases, it, it can't be uh, you know avoided, but, but it depends on how protection is around this issue of emotionally, do I want to dwell on that or do Mm -hmm. I want to shut it down as quick as I can Mm -hmm. and then get back to you and if you're present all the more important so guys if you're oogling a lady or something like that that walks by while your wife is present um well even when she's not present even when she's not present (laughs) I would I would just almost kind of have to go to a scripture in the bible that says you know if your eye offends you pluck it out now I don't mean that literally but Figuratively speaking, guys, if that is offensive to your wife, wouldn't that also be offensive to to the Lord? And if you're struggling with that, it's not just so much a stop it therapy. It really is a matter of getting down to the point of your heart of what's what's missing for you. Mm-hmm. So if our job as men and women is to protect one another and our eyes wander, then we do indeed need to take the evasive action, like Christ said, and literally pluck our eye out, figuratively speaking, so as not to offend ourselves, our spouses, and everything that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well said. I mean, that's even for the ladies that may have a wandering eye. It's not just a guy thing. Ladies do it too. So, you know, what are you going to be putting your, at risk uh, by going down that path. Right. It's just not, it's not worth it. So, which leads me into, I said, physically, emotionally protected and spiritually protected. I mean, a lot of that time, you know, when I feel spiritually protected is when we pray because you always lead us and, and sometimes you, you know, I lead, but we're doing it together and we have great conversations about scripture and, um, other religious and moral conversations, you know, that are in the news and whatever. And it's just, 
even though sometimes we disagree or agree or whatever, it doesn't matter. We can talk about it. That's that's where I feel protected. Yeah, I I, I, I love the fact that when we are having our our daily devotions in the morning, that you're you're over there reading and I'm reading, and and sometimes it doesn't happen, but sometimes it, it frequently does. That we connect on a spiritual issue and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And doing so, it actually knits our hearts together in a, in a phrase of unity. Mm-hmm. And that phrase of unity is a, a protection that we're on the same page and actually trusting in the Lord to protect our hearts spiritually um, as we head off in separate directions during the day. Right. right. And so that, to me, is uh, something that I not only cherish for my own life, but the fact that we can do that together as a couple really really draws out that that deeper d- devotion that spiritual connection which is very intimate very private and again to get your private thoughts on something and to to hold that and respect it and uh admire it and actually really want to hear that cuz I cherish you uh and the person that you are uh I would hope would be uh, more attractive and Again, kind of help out when we do pray, because uh, we all says. know, because <laughs> we all know that prayer is one of the most spiritual things you can do. But a great, a great prayer life, guys, leads to a great sex life. Yes. Why is that? I don't think you can say that enough. <laughs> why? Why is that? Why? Like, is that a rhetorical question? No, that it's you're a serious question because. If it's, if it's honestly, really a genuine that I am pursuing the Lord and and want you part of that with me, but that actually makes our relationship more safe, more protected, then the intimacy grows. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I think a lot of uh, couples don't pray together. And I think some of them, we've talked about this in, in other podcasts that sometimes I think hearing, working with other women that, you know, their guys are not leading in prayer. And when that does happen, there is the level I feel so protected and covered and and it draws me closer to you. So that's the spiritual component. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times we always ask women, how do you feel protected? How do you, you know, do you feel cherished in your relationship? And that's a little bit different than protection. But let me turn the tables and ask you or men in general, how do men feel protected in their relationships? Well, I think, you know, a generalized statement for guys is the fact that if I am aware of where you're not just physically at, yeah, I mean, it's nice to know where you're at because some guys have gone through, especially remarriage. I mean, if there was an affair or something, whether, you know, your ex-wife left you for somebody else, then there could be a real issue of suspicion still mm-hmm. there. And so just knowing that your pres- where your presence are, that you're safe, and, you know, you just making me aware of where you're at brings protection. But I think even more so the awareness of where we're at in our relationship. So if I've done some bonehead thing and you need to bring that to my attention, that you don't bring it to my attention in a naggy kind of way and be, uh, I don't know how else to say this, just being bitchy about it, (laughs) then um, that really actually makes me feel protected because you're coming to me with a degree of respect and yeah, there's an issue, but let me know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. If you kind of beat around the bush and whatnot, then I don't feel protected at all. I feel a little put off. And potentially, if you go down that route, I feel attacked. And I would think manipulated. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. yeah. Because if that is the case, then my character, who I am, what I'm trying to do, I don't feel understood. I don't feel protected. I mm. feel uh, neglected at that point in time mm. and thought the worst of rather than to think the best of who and what I'm trying to do. Well, and that's where contempt, you go down that rabbit hole and not thinking the best right. of each and, other. And especially if I'm wired in a particular way, then, you know, literally not knowing how I'm feeling about something and you just assuming makes me feel unprotected. Mm -hmm. But when you, and guys, this is where when your wife approaches you and says, what are you thinking about? And you kind of go, nothing. Uh, <laughs> well, actually there's something in there. You know, you, you, you might be feeling something and, you know, if you need a little help with how you're feeling, uh, you know, ladies, give him a few minutes uh, and and allow him to kind of reach down inside and say, you know, I'm feeling, you know, sad, happy, glad, whatever it might be. But allow that ability for him to kind of say, I'm feeling a little put off. I'm fe and and for goodness sakes, if if he says that, then don't go on defense. Listen. Just listen to him, because if he's going to come out and tell you how he's really feeling, the last thing you want to do is shut him down by defending yourself, even though you might be right. <laughs> but yeah. it's that yeah. ability to have that protection in the relationship to where there's openness and freedom to talk. So I, I think that's kind of how guys feel protected, is yeah. by you allowing us the space to really say, here's how I feel, without getting our head bit off. Is there anything women can do to protect you physically i mean i always think you know the guys are supposed to be the strong knight in charming armor and protecting their family but i don't know if physical is well again i think it's that place to where feeling protected physically especially in in the oversexed world of commercialism and places that men have to go especially if they're out of town on business or so forth is to know i think one of the things that's really cool when i used to have to do a lot of business travel would be is is that you would you would stick something of a personal item in my suitcase without me knowing it and i would then have that with me while i was gone hmm. and every time i came across that in my suitcase and so forth i thought of you and that really protected how i was thinking while we were apart mm -hmm. so it was kind of a weird way of doing it but I knew then that there was this intimate, sexy wife waiting for me at home, and therefore I felt protected because I knew you were waiting for me. Yeah, yeah. Good. When's your next trip? <laughs> <laughs> what? Get out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, another thing about protection to kind of turn the corner here is sometimes we need to be protected in our marriages from our kids. Yeah, and I think even more so in step families. But before you go there. Oh, before. Yeah, I mean, just marriage in general. It's And we've said this before that, you know, especially if the marriage isn't going well, it's so very easy to hide behind our kids. And uh, that way we don't have to deal with what's going on in the marriage. Yeah, that can go for men or women. Is I'm mm -hmm. trying to be a good dad. I'm trying to be a good mom. But in reality, we aren't protecting the marriage. Yeah. And so I got to go make more money or, oh, I got to run Johnny to, you know, ball practice or whatever. When in reality, you maybe had an extra hour to where you've been avoiding a difficult conversation that needs to be had. Mm -hmm. That's leaving the marriage exposed. That's not protection at all. That's neglection. Yeah. Is that a word? Neglection? 
It just you just it just it now work. is a word. First skill three yeah, twelve. It's 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 protection or neglection. So if if there's those kind of conversations, and yes, they're awkward, but if you're having a difficult time, listen to some of the other podcasts we've done on conflict because conflict is the heartbeat of the marriage. You work through the hard stuff to get to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So turning the corner here to feeling protected in a step family. Uh, gosh, you know, 67 different types of step families out there. There's so many different combinations of interaction with the exes and the in-laws and the ex-in-laws and everything. But I think there's been one, one situation that we hear. It's pretty common. You were just sharing with me a couple months ago, somebody was in your office. Yeah, I had a, I had a guy in the office, um, and, and, and the lady was there too. And, and it's a step family situation. And, the circumstances was is that the guy was feeling a little bit unprotected because his wife, when her kid was over, she would go into forgetting about the marriage and allow some distance to come between the two of them for mm. the preference of the child. Now this was an older stepchild to the to the to the to the dad, mm-hmm. but it was kind of almost like completely neglecting their marriage for the sake of this child. And and that was the sad part about it was is that it that didn't need to happen. It needed to be finding middle ground to get the, the, the person. By doing that, there's the ability for the couple to come together and be protected. But I think there was a situation that we've come across in coaching that was very similar to this where you kind of needed to jump in. And I think you were actually kind of speaking pretty straightforward to a wife about a similar situation well yeah once again it's like you know our byline is if you ain't got the marriage you ain't got anything so the idea is you've got to protect the marriage and you know in this one situation the stepdaughter was coming over and just kind of ruling the house and the bio dad wasn't doing anything to step in to protect her or their new little child so it's like, at that point, what's really going on? So many times I think step-parents may not follow through with uh, rules or guidance or boundaries because they're motivated by guilt. Because they think, oh, this kid is, you know, shouldn't be in this situation because we're divorced, and, and which is totally true. But that does not negate what those kids need of boundaries. And, you know, there's been tough situations where sometimes, you know, a bio parent needs to lay down the law and they may not see their bio kid for a couple months, but it's almost like they've got to be able to keep the current family protected if they have, you know, their, their bio kid running amok. I think that's the risk because it doesn't exist in a, in a, in a nuclear family like it does in a step family because that child has the option of saying, screw this, I'm just going to go live over at my other parents' house. Right, right. And so be it. Because frankly, this is our home. And if you're going to disrespect this home, then good luck. <laughs> because in a way, that that skill of being able to draw a boundary is important for the existing home that is ours. If the other home has other rules, then that's the way it's going to be. And unfortunately... An adult child mm-hmm. who wants to play that game, actually, there's a whole bunch of other issues there. That's another podcast. But it almost gets back to the bio parent <clears throat> not being able to draw that line in the sand in love 
uh, maybe because of insecurities or guilt or whatever is going on inside of them. Because, hey, those lines of, of boundaries probably needed to be drawn when that kid was six or seven or eight years Earlier old. on, yeah. And if it yeah. didn't get done... It's never too late to draw the line. It just has a whole lot more circumstances, and it's much more sophisticated now when the child is an adult. And there's a lot more at stake. Lots more at stake, which you're going to have to do as sooner or later, or it's never going to come back around. But for the sake of the existing here and now family, then you owe it to them. That's the new commitment that you made. The I do's and the I will's is to the spouse, not to another child. We love them, we respect them, but there's also that place yeah. in time where we have to say, I'm responsible to you, not for you. And that is such a hard place to be. It sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> that's, it's, yeah, it, there's nothing easy about it. But that's where to protect the marriage and that the husband and wife are on the same page. Yes. And how to love this kid through this difficult time, but at least being in agreement together. And there'd be give and take in that. Because we need to talk about it. But there's it. power in our agreement. Yes. And for that couple to be in agreement actually is going to pull them closer together. Who's going to benefit? The little one coming up that's the ours. Now, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the his, it's, it's who knows? Maybe it's beyond fixing. Well, and you don't know the influence going on in the other house. Exactly. And welcome to Step Family. What we have found is as as all of our kids have launched and are now all young adults, they're able to look back with kind of a fresh perspective. (laughs) Oh, now I understand why you did that. Yeah, because their their brains are fully developed now. Their brains are kind of kicking in. Yeah, and they're living some life. Yeah, so you know, I want to be careful not to sound like, oh, just throw the bio kid out. That's being you know, disruptive. I'm, we're not saying that, no, but no. The, the point is, is that you two as husband and wife are on the same page. You talk about it. There's give and take. You negotiate what that's going to look like when that child's in the home, yep. because we need to protect not only our marriage, but if there's other kids in the home. Yeah. These are house rules. And if this is <laughs> right. an adult child, it's like, we really want you to come. We want or you to. A we, teenage Yeah, child. a teenage child. Yeah. We want you to come. You're welcome. But these are our boundaries here. And if you're not willing to accept those, then it might not be a good idea for you to and come And maybe over. dad can meet daughter for dinner or lunch Coffee, or something else. Yeah. Like keep the relationship going. Keep the channel open by all means, by all means. So again, this is tough stuff. But being mm-hmm. able to protect the marriage, protect the remarriage. It is for the sake of the long haul. And so the little things do count as Mm -hmm. well as the big stuff. So keeping all that in mind, just remember, if you ain't got the marriage... You ain't got nothing. Oh, and by... Keeping in mind the action steps, by the way... Go ahead and, and schedule that difficult conversation to talk about what does it mean to be protected physically, emotionally, and spiritually... Give some time to each other to really unpack that together. That's your action step. Go for it. And good luck. Hey, glad you joined us today. You want to connect with us? Find us at restoredandremarried.com and on the usual social media outlets. We are available for coaching, counseling, marriage and step couple intensives, seminars, workshops, retreats, and so much more. We'd love to encourage you in your relationship. Give us a call today, 